Today on EI2 podcast, we are talking with Izana. Welcome, Izana. Thank you for joining us. And we will be talking on machine learning. So, Izana, I've been lately reading internet, uh, watching websites, and I've been hearing about machine learning. But some once in a while, I come across terms like AI, then deep learning, and then neural networks. So, what are these terms? You know, like what are what is AI, ML, and deep learning? How are they connected? Are they even connected? And what are the differences between them? Thanks, Jay. So they are all connected, basically. AI is where it's basically trying to teach computers to imitate human behavior, such as sound, understanding language, understanding the environment, all of that kind of stuff. Machine learning is basically trying to teach, giving it labeled data, unlabeled data, but trying to teach it the formula, make it learn itself from data, right? Mm-hmm. Deep learning is basically a branch of neural networks. They've now started applying convolutional features. They've now started applying feature maps for convolutional neural networks and stuff like that. But it's basically a neural network with two plus layers, hidden layers, right? So you take a simple single layer perceptron and add two more layers and you can add feature maps, all of that, max pooling, all of that, whatever you want, and it basically becomes a deep learning. So would you think like AI is like a superset and then machine learning and deep learning are a subset of it? They're all subsets, right? So for example, within AI, you have expert systems, you have computer vision, you have natural language processing, you have machine learning. Machine learning is the aspect where it learns from the data Whereas AI is the field in trying to mimic human behavior, complete human behavior. So machine learning is a subfield. And within that, you have computer vision, you have natural language, and machine learning. So all of them use aspects such as neural networks and stuff like that to actually get the job done. So then let's move on to more close towards machine learning. What is exactly machine learning and are there uh, different types of it? Yeah, machine learning is trying to teach. So you have input and output, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the function to that maps the input to the output. So machine learning is basically trying to give it the input and output and trying to teach it the function, mm-hmm. the function map, right? So that it can learn whenever it gets more data. Now, there are various branches within machine learning. Some of them are like supervised learning, which is the easiest. Well, not technically easiest, but it learns from labeled data. You already know what it wants, and you just teach it to predict the output and all of that. Then we have unsupervised learning, where there are no labels to teach it, and you basically get it from the data learning, and some of the techniques are clustering, or even associations, hmm. where supervised learning would be classification, linear regression, stuff like that. And then there's another branch of it, which is basically semi-supervised machine learning, where you have part of the label, but then the rest of it you don't. So you're trying to get the best possible outcome, and this is now becoming more popular. And another branch is 
reinforcement learning, which is actually the most exciting one, because you now have the an agent and it learns by itself through trial and error, through you give it encouragement or not give it encouragement, and it learns that what to do and what not to do. So this is this is basically a new field that's come out. Okay. So yeah. Can you give us an example like what is supervised learning? Like one example of supervised learning and how would you differentiate that with unsupervised learning? So for example, supervised learning, uh, one of the most popular data sets, right, is uh, from the Kaggle competition is the Boston housing data set, right? So you have all these, this data and you want to predict the medium value of the house. So you take all of that, you split that data into training set, test set, validation set, and you basically teach it until it now is able, when it gets new data, it's able to predict the median house value, right? right? So that is one of the examples. Unsupervised is when you don't have, when you don't know anything, there are no labels, and basically it learns by clustering the data into its own little sections, and then you learn from that data, right? Right. So basically train the model in such a way that it identifies, the, it learns how to classify. Common features yeah. among all of them, right? Okay. So, yes. So that would be the unsupervised learning. And for the semi-supervised learning, you have, for example, a label of a dog or a cat, and then you also have an, a lot of other data that's unlabeled, and you want to determine, using the labels, you want to see, okay, is this a dog? Is this a cat or something else? And it's basically getting it all together. So is that when it, the machine would try to do like a feature comparison? It would do a feature comparison and then at the end, it will just basically cluster everything together. And then it would say, is this a dog? Is this a cat? Or is this something new, right? Whereas uh, reinforcement learning, for example, one of the features that people have wanted to do is to teach, to teach it to basically learn how to say something else, right? Or actually draw a picture or anything like that. So it's going to put it together and it comes up with its own picture, All right? Okay. A new variety that we haven't seen. So one of the features is you want to take a 2D map or whatever and you want it to learn and create a 3D representation of that. So in, in your mind, why do you think, like I've been hearing, like I said earlier, I've been reading on the internet, machine learning is like become the hot topic on top of that. Like recently I also read Python is one of the most uh, important language mm -hmm. for the year of 2019. So where do you see ML machine learning is very important? Like it's, it's been touching pretty much every domain, right? Yep. It's there in uh, entertainment industries, agriculture. Like, where do you see, why, why is ML being so important? Well, for example, we've always had, I mean, neural networks have been popular since uh, Dr. Hinton was working on them. Long-term, short-term memory has been around for a long time. The th key thing, two developments that have aided it. One is the backpropagation, which is, it's not exactly a learning uh, algorithm. It's optimization algorithm where we keep adjusting the 
weights and stuff like that until you get the outcome you desire. This was used for neural networks. Another thing is the advent or uh, GPUs and all of that became cheaper. Mm. So now, for the first time in 2006, the Hinton's team was able to actually get a 95, 96% accuracy for the first time. And so because of that, it's led to basically this explosion. But there are issues with machine learning. There's a lot of data out there, but there's a lot of false data out there, right? Because everyone wants to say, hey, I want to get 96%, 98% accuracy on the live data. And they train it, and they what ends up happening is you either underfit or overfit. And when the, when the live data comes in, the accuracy doesn't seem to be as accurate, right. right? So you have issues like data leakage and all of that kind of stuff. So the main thing is, with all this explosion, it helps. But the main thing is you have to have the tools, like Python, has NumPy, uh, Skikit, all of that kind of stuff that can perform a lot of calculations and also handle data leakage by doing uh, cross uh, K-fold, tenfold or K-fold uh, cross-validation. And uh, what do you call it? It could prevent data leakage by making sure that some of the uh, test sets does not leak into uh, the training set. And Python now, and has been, the community is huge. Uh, Microsoft now in 2019 Visual Studio allows you to develop in Python. Mm-hmm. Uh, Azure uh, allows you to develop in Python or R. So because of the support and everything like that. For example, when Hinton came out with Capsule Networks, within probably a you know, couple hours, it was already implemented in oh, Python. Nice. .NET is a little behind. So. Yeah, true. Like I remember, like when you go and watch a movie on Netflix, and then at the end of the movie, you rate it like, oh, I like, like you, you give four stars. Mm-hmm. And then after a few weeks, you see, oh, uh, Netflix is recommending you uh, like a similar kind of movie. So I'm sure there is some kind of... There is a machine learning, learning. yes. They did have a competition for that. And they did... Uh, the one the winner got, I think, a million dollars or something oh, nice. for a recommendation engine. But, uh, for example, you can use it for quite a bit. There's been a strong correlation, for example, between the sentiment of a company and its the f- performance of its stock prices. For example, uh, is it Dunamon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, uh, the sentiment was negative. And within a couple, day, a couple days, there was a drop in the price of the stock. So there's a lot of stuff in predicting stock prices, stuff like that, using machine learning. Uh, sentiment analysis, for example, our company will also benefit from uh, customer churn and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. so that's a good segue to our next uh, question. So how, how do you think machine learning could change uh, uh, any organization? Well, there's a very good book on this. It's called Competing on Analytics. Um, I think uh, farm credit is trending in the right direction, but it's still probably a level two. It's not an analytic competitor. There are a lot of things. One, you have to have the team 
You have to have the dedication. Not, it's not just something that's done in a week. And we have all the data to build all the infrastructure. Yeah. Yep. That takes I mean, time. I mean, there is a potential where we can uh, build something like this grading tool and those kind of yeah, things. Yeah, so for example, uh, if we do linear regression models and stuff like that, that's fine. That's uh, general statistics, right? But for machine learning, you can actually have it learn from the data yeah. in real time and actually get better predictions, but also you can take other factors into account. For example, let's say we only take the credit rating and gross farm income, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But now with machine, the machine learning model, you can actually have it so that it takes into account the sentiment of the farming industry in that region, the, the valuation of the price of the land, the farmland, and all of that in real time and actually get a better prediction on it. So, yeah. Another thing that would help out, for example, is it can help with new product development or helping customers. Like, for example, if we had a, we were looking for a loan or something like that, we can say, hey, these are the five products we have that mm -hmm. meet your range. We already can predict right. which one they can pick. And based on the amount of data we already have, uh, oh, we, could, yeah. we could all, like, you know, do some kind of uh, intelligent customer segmentation and all yes, that kind of we stuff. could, yes. But it does take time. It does yep. take dedication. It does take a lot of training. I mean, uh, for example, one of the issues I can bring up that I've seen is, for example, a lot of people just with neural networks and stuff like that, they don't understand why linear algebra is important. Mm -hmm. But for example, if you have a customer, you have a, a row of a data, a table of customers, right? For us, we see everything as a column, right? Yep. But for, the, uh, for a neural network, it needs to see it as a row. Mm -hmm. So that's why a lot of the times people get confused as to why we, why we have to transpose a matrix. Yep. And that's one of the reasons why we have to do that. Right. So it takes a lot of upfront cost and stuff like that and dedication to get up to that part. So in, in your mind, like, what do you think certain requirements are uh, needed to create a good uh, machine learning system? Like I know you touched on certain points, like you know, we need to, we already have good data. Mm -hmm. So our data preparation capabilities is much. Yes, I think we've already started with that, yeah. but I think it's still in its infancy. Right. Uh, and picking up the right algorithm. Um, you know, like so the algorithm is important, but now we have to find out how are we going to... Uh, one is the cleaning of the data and everything, which mm -hmm. we've already started. But the next is now we know our data. So how do we identify the weak points in there? And then we can pick them that we want. Right. For example, we have to know that if it performs really well on the training set, the test set, it might flunk out right on the live data. Second thing, we need to know, uh, do we want to do this in real time or a day behind? And, and we need to have people that actually do this kind of stuff. Uh, so one of the things we're doing on our team is actually... Uh, for one of the applications, we're keeping track of the data in uh, Google Analytics and 
keeping track of it in the features table. And we basically want to mine it so that we know which customers are going to sign up, which customers are not, what products they're interested in, what new products they're looking for that we do not have. And we're trying to predict uh, the outcome of all these customers, right? Thanks for sharing that knowledge on machine learning. And I'm pretty much uh, fired up to listening all those algorithms and NumPy libraries. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, we should do some kind of small experiments. We could do um, a small workshop and stuff like yep, that. Uh, do, some, yep, do some machine learning workshop and try to see, you know, get, uh, get that hands-on experience. Yep. Trying to use these Python libraries and build a small app, some kind of algorithm and use it for our real customers. Yep. And I definitely see this going in a better direction. As, as you see, you know, like people on East Coast and West Coast, they are way ahead than people in Midwest as far as technology is concerned. Mm-hmm. And we should definitely speed up and gear up on getting this machine learning as one of our feathers in our cap. Yep. Yeah, thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you.